0: Welcome to the Juvenile Podcast, co-hosted by Juan Camargo
1: and Nicole Tolochko.
0: The purpose of this podcast is to help students trying to break into the creative industry by sharing stories of other students that have done the same.
1: Today, we have Maya Cornelius, a recent account manager at Johannes Leonardo.
0: During her time at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, Maya was the Chief Client Service Officer and Chief Executive Officer at her school's American Advertising Federation chapter also known as AAF.
1: Also, she was Risk Manager, Social Media Manager, and Panhellenic Delegate at the Alpha Phi International Fraternity.
0: Additionally, she worked as an iCard Programs Help Desk Associate at her school's office and as a Client Services Intern at Fusion 92. So, without further ado, let's welcome Maya Cornelius. Maya Cornelius, welcome to the Juvenile Podcast.
2: Thank you. (laughs) So to start off, we're
1: going to actually ask a little bit about your experience in college because you went to the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. And our first question is, one of your big roles during college was being the chief executive officer at your school's AAF chapter, which is the American Advertising Federation. So could you touch on a little bit on how you landed the CEO role and the experience that helped you get that?
2: Yeah. So honestly, I landed it. Well, I guess I can give a little bit of background of AAF and just like getting into advertising. So I came from a really small high school. I was kind of unsure what I wanted to do. And honestly, I was kind of scared I wasn't going to get into U of I, even though I was valed- valedictorian. So I decided I'd go to elementary ed and like kind of apply into that. Um, my grandpa was a teacher. My mom's in school. My brother's a teacher. I was like, I can write a really compelling essay. I love kids, too. So I was like, I can kind of see myself in that. Um, I honestly, like once I was scheduling my classes, uh, before my freshman year, I told my advisor straight up, I was like, Hey, I'm not really sure like elementary ed is what I want to do. And I kind of told her I was interested in like, I guess an industry that was ever changing, um, which kind of, I I mean, elementary ed's like that, but it's also not. So she was like, Oh my gosh, you should try advertising 150. So I did that, um, first semester freshman year fell in love. And then that's kind of how I transitioned into, advertising so I joined AAF second semester of my freshman year um, and I already felt so behind I feel like a lot of people kind of feel that transferring into advertising all these people seem to have experience even like people that have done like photoshop classes in high school and stuff I had no idea what advertising even was so um, I joined AAF I did account manager I think on OTH for a year and a half and then from there I was like I'm gonna try like chief client services officer, which is kind of just getting all the clients for AAF and then like building and maintaining those relationships. And I was super scared, but, uh, my friend Janet, who was going to be CEO of the next year, she really encouraged me to just kind of get out of my comfort zone and try and really just reassured me that I would do well in the role. So I ended up landing that role, which was awesome. And then I like put my little heart and soul into that role. So then, um, jan and jose i applied for ceo and they thought it would be a great fit um and then that's kind of how i got the the role
0: so that was a pretty pretty quick climb <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what kind of work did you do as a ceo
2: yeah so honestly ceo was a little bit of everything i feel like the best way to describe it is just kind of overseeing all the operations so that includes like social media client acquisitions dei um really all of those things and it's kind of just hard to explain exactly what i did but i would say kind of just like rolling out initiatives so really like kind of being that project manager that account manager kind of person for all of exact. so for example like when mape came out like mape internships i'd be like okay they release in like october november so then i would reach out to the chief diversity officer. be like, hey, we need to get this rolling. Like, can you get a plan started? And then like kind of checking in, making sure everything was going as planned, seeing if they needed any help, and then just making sure that it was going according to plan. And then kind of just like I said, being that project manager person, having that master calendar and just making sure each person was rolling things out when it needed to be. Also, just like being on top of problems. I think a lot of it is too. a lot of it. It's just problem solving. And that's just in the industry, too, is just like making sure you're on top of things, coming up with kind of unique ways, knowing who to talk to. And honestly, it was a lot of discord messaging. So it was constantly like people asking questions, responding and just like making sure that everyone was on the same page.
1: So one of the big things is that you're a leader among your peers and like even you're collaborating with teachers. So what were some of the difficulties
2: of being that leader in college with people your age? I guess the hard part for me was just, like, making sure that, like, people were doing the work. It's, like, a weird kind of place where you want to be friends with people, but you also kind of have to push them to do things. So it's just, like, kind of holding people accountable, I think, is the hardest part. And then it's also, like, sometimes we're in college. We all want to just kind of relax and take that time. And sometimes I really just didn't have time to do that. So. I think just really like I have to motivate myself to motivate other people. And I think that's kind of just it comes from within. And it's just kind of like I said, like motivating myself to keep the whole chapter rolling. And it's also kind of in the back of your mind. You're like, okay, like I don't want to do this right now, but I need to because my kind of motivation and what I'm doing affects 400 other people in their careers. So I think it's just not pressure, but it's like, that is the motivation that keeps you going on the days when you're like, okay, like I'd, I'd rather sleep in until like 10 o'clock or I don't want to respond to this message, but it's just like, you have to keep going and you have to hold other people accountable and motivate them to, to keep going on things.
0: Right. And I think it's, it's interesting the, the part that it's both people that you're friends with and people Definitely. that you're leading, right? Cause it's like, you don't want to be pushing somebody, you know, somebody Definitely. saying, Hey, I'm too busy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting dynamic.
2: And it's like, that's what I'm like, we can talk on this a little later, but it's hard too because you realize other people are busy with other things. Like college is just like all over the place and like time management I think is really hard because there's weekends, but it's like we're always working constantly. It's not that like nine to five and then you log off. So I think that's hard too is like, you want stuff done, but also you have to realize that people have other commitments and just kind of realizing, okay, like, This would be nice to be done in the next 24 hours, but I can't like push that upon people and it'll it'll get done eventually. But it's just like you need to like kind of relax and and not you need to hold people accountable, but not like a job kind of if that makes sense. Like we're all just kind of volunteering our time and not getting paid. So it's like you also have to kind of remember that.
0: Would you say that the the experience that you got prepared you uh, enough for where you are today?
2: I think so. Like I haven't, I'm starting my job tomorrow. So it's like, oh my gosh, am I prepared? But I definitely think so. And that's like so many things in interviews. I'm always asked about AAF and I explain it. Even some of the people that have interviewed me, they're like, I didn't really know what advertising was coming in. It's amazing that you have that experience. Like you have kind of the perfect amount where it's like, you know how the advertising industry works, but you're also not like I don't want to say like a false perception, but I think some people that do all these internships that kind of have an idea and then they start their full-time job and it's completely different. AAF, it's good that we have a grasp of how like account works with strategy and then creative and all of that, but we're also very flexible in that aspect. So I think we have just kind of the perfect amount. We have more than just the classroom, but we also don't have kind of, like I said, false perceptions. So I'd say definitely And it's also like interview points to talk about, like how cool is it that you've worked on actual clients? Like we do that in Sandage, but working on those every single, you know, year, like four years of working with clients is incredible. And then also just like Sandage is like nice, but it's very quick paced and you don't get to work on everything you want. So say you want to dabble in copywriting, but then you also want to try out account. It's cool that you can really do that with real clients and get that hands on experience and kind of. See how it actually works before you hop into the industry and, you know, think you want to do copywriting and be like, okay, this is completely different. At least AAF really gives you kind of that perspective. And for our listeners, can you explain a little bit about what Sandage is? Yes. So Sandage is the capstone project that you do as seniors. I think There's four or five in a group and you get to pick like two roles and you work with a real client. So this past year I worked on ILIAC, which was a professor like advising group. And they just kind of need some advertising help. So you kind of find out their goals and you do the project from start to finish. So you start with research, you put a strategy in, um, and then you develop an actual campaign. And at the end of the semester, there's one team that wins. And then they really like implement their projects kind of into the real world.
1: So another thing also was that you had experience being on exec on AAF and you also had experience being in the agencies. What were the two different experiences and how did those two different experiences help you now going into DO. job?
2: Yeah, so definitely it was so nice just being an account manager on OTH. And then I also did Midnight Oil just so I can really get that hands-on, like actual account experience and see how all of that works, you know, talking to clients um, and really just having one kind of client to hone in on. So that was super nice to just kind of see how account works, how it is to work with a team Like I said, the process, like working with a copywriter and like strategy and creative and all of that. So I think that's really just kind of helps me better understand how the actual like ad world works. Exec is totally different because you're doing account stuff, but not in the traditional kind of, I guess, account way. So for example, like client services, I was more so like reaching out to clients. So it was kind of like a new business role rather than strictly account. So I was working. With a bunch of different clients and pitching for different agencies. So it's like still account stuff. I'm still getting the like email experience and all of that and just like working with professional clients. But it's very different in the fact that like you don't have like a specific team you're working with and it's kind of more individualistic. Um, And then CEO is like, you're still kind of like that project and account person. But instead of working with clients, you're working with people. So it's kind of like you're up like kind of managing people almost. So it's a little bit different from account but it's still like the stuff that you'll touch on in the industry it's just not as close as kind of I guess the streamlined process that we're like kind of used to
0: do you think your people skills have grown significantly from all your experiences
2: definitely that's why I'm like transitioning all my emails from my school account to my personal account just so I have everything like my contacts and stuff and some of the emails I sent like freshman year too, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I cannot believe <laughs> that I thought this was like good. And just seeing how that has improved and just like, I never thought that I'm like a public speaker in any way, like shape or form. And that's kind of what account is like. You're constantly talking to people. So I think definitely just like being comfortable. Um, So definitely AAF helped. And I think it's just growing as a person too. And like gaining confidence is, is a big thing. As a freshman, you're kind of timid, especially like I said, in AAF where you see all these leaders and these people that have landed, like, awesome, like, internships, and they have, like, super impressive resumes, and then you kind of get to be in that position yourself, and you're like, okay, like, I actually, like, do have, like, some super great skills, and I can, like, compete with these people and and really, like, land those dream jobs and stuff, so I think it's definitely, like, AAF helped and, like, getting me out of my shell and stuff, but it's also just, like, gaining confidence and and really just, like, kind of putting yourself out there.
1: Got it. Um, So transition a little bit now to your job that you're about to start. Congratulations again. Thank you. You're about to start working as an account manager. So how is that transitioning from that college environment now into an actual workforce? How do you feel about all that?
2: Yeah, so it's a lot, definitely. It was a long process. Uh, We can touch on this a little bit later. Um, But yeah, it feels good to actually have a job and like be employed and now just like be able to like Focus on like doing the job compared to like the job search was very overwhelming and nerve wracking. But yeah, super excited, especially like being in New York. It's always kind of been a place I wanted to be. I had a few like Chicago offers, but I was like, you know what? Like it's now or never for like New York. I'm very much one of those people like, once I like lay my roots, I'm going to be there. And I'm like, I can always move back to Chicago. Like that's where my family is. But New York has kind of always been a goal of mine. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait it out and and see what happens. So yeah, super excited to just kind of like now be able to just really focus on the job and like succeeding in that compared to kind of being all over the place. And like I was saying too, kind of I'm excited for that nine to five routine. Granted, there's a lot of overtime, (laughs) but still like, you know, having the weekends off compared to AAF, like I'd be messaging people back at like 2 a.m. So just really like having that more like stability and stuff. I'm very excited for
0: yeah, I think that the, the scheduling, right? Having a limit yes. to your work is huge. Definitely. Right. Definitely. And you're gonna be at Johannes Leonardo, right? As an account manager. Yes.
2: Yep. So I'm working on Instagram.
0: Wow, exciting. Yes. <laughs> and how was how was the process of moving, right? You know, I feel like people in college most of the time is it, you're you're in this environment for four years and right before that you're in school for 12 years uh mm-hmm. it's it's it, how, how 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 have you felt in the last few weeks moving and uh yeah how has it been
2: yeah it's been a lot but it's definitely like worth it so I can kind of give you my background so college I was like one of those people I was like to like UW-Madison and like Michigan State but then I also had like U of I like I always kind of knew I wanted to be there it's only an hour from home and it's like kind of the perfect feeling where it's like, okay, like I'm far enough from home, but my parents are also always there if I need something. So this has kind of been the biggest moving transition I've had. So New York has been a lot. Luckily, I have an aunt that lives about 20 minutes or like more so 20 miles, I guess, from New York. So right now I'm staying with her. So I moved out of my college apartment, moved home for like four days just to like figure my stuff out. Um, My brother came down from Chicago, and then me, my mom, and my brother drove out here. All my stuff fit in our car, which is impressive. (laughs) I have have, like no furniture, which is like honestly kind of nice to save money. But I'm like, oh gosh, like living in my apartment, I'm literally gonna have a mattress for like a few months until I like find out the furniture I want and stuff. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I just um, got my first apartment, so I'm moving in Friday um which is a lot but yeah nyc house hunting is a lot i hired a broker um just like help me navigate because as you guys probably know the housing market is insane right now (laughs) literally an apartment was listed um she toured it she facetimed me um i signed on it it was all done within like 24 hours so it's like they go on the market and like first come first serve pretty much so it's just like insane how it is right now and then all the extra fees it's just a lot. But yeah, is in a really nice location, so I can't complain. I was glad you, you at least got something, especially if you're not having yes, anything at the yes.
1: moment. I know. It's so much. Yeah. So one of the things that we want to know a little bit about is how was your process of applying for jobs, especially like out of college. You mentioned you had Chicago offers and a few in Mic. So how is that process interviewing all of that?
2: Yeah, so the process was honestly a lot. It doesn't seem like it, especially like it's different from internships and in the fact that like you just like upload your resume, like fill in like your name, your location, all of that, and then you upload it and you're like, okay, like good. But it's so much more than that. Um, this year, I guess I can give, kind of give you a background. So I interned at Fusion 92 um, the summer before my senior year. And that's when I was like applying to like all these internships. I was doing like Ogilvy and like all these big names. And it's kind of like you're told like with your AAF experience, like you're had a a lot of people. And I was like, oh, like I'll be fine. Like I'll land like one of these really cool internships. Not like that at all. I literally heard back from none. And that kind of like (laughs) that internship experience was great. But it's also like I started to doubt myself because I've always wanted to be in those like bigger agencies. So I was like, can I do it? Like even like with like the stuff on my resume, can I do it? And then like my internship wasn't a huge name. So I was like, I'm never going to get to kind of to where I want to be. So I definitely learned the importance of networking. So I started networking a ton um, this year. And honestly, it helped so much. Like I was so shocked, like some of the people that like reached out to me and stuff. So that was super great. Also, I'll make a disclaimer right now about this. Some people say you shouldn't apply to internships as a senior. I'm kind of like the opposite of that. I had honestly quite a few internship offers with the intent to hire or to become full-time after. So I think definitely like don't be afraid of internships. They're a little bit more work like applying and stuff like I was saying like you have to like fill out sometimes like the little prompts and stuff. But it's like honestly I wouldn't be against them especially because most are paid now. So it's like kind of like a full-time job with the intent to get hired. And I'll touch on that in a second, but, um, that was super nice. So I had some internship offers from bigger agencies. Um, no one talks about this really the biggest, like, or the hardest time I guess I had with applying to jobs was interviewing for jobs, like dream jobs to me while having offers sitting on the table and being like, like they were great offers too. Like it was a Droga five internship offer. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is awesome. But I was applying for or I was like in the process of interviewing for my dream job. So I had to turn them down. So it's like making those hard decisions about what you want to do. And I think that was the hardest thing for me, because then when you don't get the job you want, you're like, why did I do that? Like, I regret that. But it's like part of life. You know what I mean? So it's like turning down those offers and just kind of like taking the risk, even if the risk like doesn't work out in your favor. So I think that was the hardest thing for me. Honestly, interviews turned out to be a lot easier than I thought. I was very worried, but it's like really kind of talking about your experience and a lot of them. They're not too technical and um, just like kind of being prepared for that. And then also my favorite thing is Glassdoor. Like you can go through and kind of see what roles people interviewed for and some of the sample questions. So you can kind of prep yourself for that. But honestly, interviews weren't too bad. And once you kind of get the hang of it, super easy it's kind of fun to chat with people too and and see what they say but it's kind of my job application rundown it's a lot it doesn't seem like a lot um very overwhelming especially with all the networking but no like network and you'll be fine because that was my my big mistake junior year of why I didn't get some of these calls because there's so many applications it's hard to go through um, but I will say this job that I just got, I did not network with anyone there. I just sent the email on their job website and then the recruiter got back to me and then it worked out that way. But definitely like networking is the best way to get into to some agencies and just have a better chance.
0: Right. I think putting a face to putting definitely. a face to who you are is, it's is very, very important. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting what we were saying. You have to churn down offers, even though you have them mm-hmm. on the table. I feel like, you know, going in as a college student, you have the, the, the the mentality, at least I do. It's like, whatever, whatever chance I get, whatever offer I mm-hmm. get, I'm gonna take it. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, you don't have anything, but now you actually have your ability to, to yes. choose. And I think that's huge.
2: That's what it's so different. It's like all the people that I've networked with. That's why I honestly encourage like you to network with like U of I alums that have been out of school for a little bit and even cold calling like random people. There's so many people I reached out to at Dream Agencies. I had no like connections with them. A lot of people don't respond, but there are a few that do. And it's like one 30 minute conversation can change to like a life changing like career point. Um, Like so many people are like, oh my gosh, like cold calling, like you think more people do it. They don't do it anymore. I've been in your position in the past. Like I am happy to give you a referral. Just let me know if any jobs pop up. So it's like worth it it's definitely nerve-wracking but we all like in the advertising industry have been through it and I've heard so many times people they're like oh my gosh my story was so similar to yours and I landed at like my dream agency so it's just like you don't realize it when you're in school you're very worried like I'm never gonna get a job I'm never gonna get a ton of offers but it really does work out the way it's supposed to it's just like patience and also kind of like trusting in yourself there were so many times I was like should I take this offer um I'll say that too. So my biggest issue was I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a account. I wanted to be a big agency. I wanted to be in New York, Chicago, or LA. And I kind of became obsessed with that. So like there were some good offers that came by and I was like, eh, like maybe not. Like, and then I like passed them up. But it's like, I've been like told one good advice is like, your first job is not your last job. And that's been really hard for me because my parents And most people in my family have stayed at the same job for years. Like my mom and dad have been at the same job since they graduated school. So now I'm like kind of that person. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to stay at an agency. But it's like, that's not how the advertising world is. And that was kind of like hard for me to accept. I was like, I'm just going to keep holding out until I land my dream job at my dream agency. And I can be there for a ton of years and grow. And that's like, not really how it is. So it's like, yes, you want to be somewhere you're excited to be after college, but you also like, it doesn't have to be the perfect place. You just like, it's like getting experience just making sure you're somewhere you're happy. It doesn't have to be that place. And I think too, like we have so many false perceptions. Like you think of some agency names and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is where everyone wants to be. And it doesn't really turn out to be kind of the place that you want to be. It's like more so you're obsessed with like the name and like, the culture like what you see on the the outside so I think that's something important to remember too is like your first job is not your last job and it's just like make sure you're happy but it doesn't have to be the perfect fit and most of the time it does turn like does turn out to be the perfect fit even if it doesn't seem like that up front
0: yeah I think the I- idealization of, yes. of places <laughs> is, is a big issue
2: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially after hearing
1: all those names in school and being like, these yep. are the names. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. definitely. In terms of networking a little bit, how do you like, manage and keep track of your network and like continue talking to them instead of just like having that one call and having them forget about you?
2: Yeah, so that's what I've kind of learned this year. I'm still like learning that myself too, like following mm-hmm. up with people without being annoying. But honestly, you find the right people and they want to help you. Like there's so many people like they'll text me. Like I had one person that has helped me so much. Um, She was like, your sim- your story is really similar to mine. And she was like sending me like internships and jobs like that came out and stuff. So I would just like keep in contact with her and like update her on what was happening. She'd connect me with other people. So it's just like those are easier to definitely like keep in contact than other people. But like I said, um, there was one recruiter that told me like, you just, like, want to, like, keep in contact without asking for stuff. So she was, like, if you see it's my birthday, like, email me happy birthday. If you're working on this piece of work you're really excited about, like, send it to me. Like, if you see news about, like, our agency just won an account or we put out this really cool ad, like, do that type of stuff. And she was saying, to like, if there's an agency you want to work at, um, you can go online and see, like, who all helps on this ad or whatever and then reach out to them and be like, this is super cool. I'd love to learn more. So it's just, like, kind of finding common interests almost with them and then once you like make that initial connection I think it's definitely you know kind of easier and it's also there's certain people that you like mesh with really well and that like want to keep up with your story so then those are the ones that are super easy I have like three mentors that I keep up with all the time I'm like still texting one and we're like updating she's getting ready to move too so it's just like you kind of make those connections and there's so many people out there that like like check in on you too so it's easier to definitely like kind of keep that but I'm bad at like being like we are next I've done that a few times but I'm like how do you keep up with those people especially when I was like a junior like before internships and like their agencies weren't like doing jobs and stuff I'm like how do I keep up with you so it's like some of them I have let go but then there's other people that are super excited to kind of hear especially like when you land your job and all of that and then work so I think it's just kind of showing them work that you've done and just kind of finding that common interest
0: Mm-hmm. right I think making making that friendship there I think Definitely. a lot of the times people kind of doubt themselves and they're like oh I'm annoying them
2: by oh, you know saying call. hello right
0: yeah all the time, right? yeah. <laughs> all and the time. Yeah. <laughs> being on think... the other side
2: oh no you can go
0: no uh, go ahead go ahead
2: I was gonna say being on the other side though that's what like some of my friends in AAF that we all just graduated I'm like that's like honestly what I'm most excited about like I'm still following like we are next on LinkedIn and like I'm so excited, like sign up because I know how it is to be on like the other side and like so many people want to give back because we've all been in the same spot. And it's just like so many people are, like I said, willing to to help out in any way possible. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so
1: we're gonna then go out to our last question now. Perfect. Which actually is what tips do you have for students or anyone overall involved in wanting to get into cap management or anyone that you just have tips for in general that are looking for jobs or right now have a free summer and don't know what to do?
2: Yeah. So honestly, I would just say have confidence in yourself. No one's path is the same exact way. And that was kind of like for me, I wanted to like land a job before I graduated college. Like all my friends had these super cool jobs. Then I was just kind of like sitting there, but honestly, like that's the way I wanted it to be. I wanted to hold out until I found that dream job. And it's like, it is kind of like I don't want to say self-degrading. I did it to myself, but um just kind of like you doubt yourself. You're like, why like did I not accept a job? Like am I gonna get a job? Am I gonna be sitting here all summer? Um it's just like kind of like realizing that everyone has their own path. Especially it's like it feels better in the advertising industry too because like everyone does things At their own pace. So I would just say, you know, remember that you're you're on your own path. And also if you have the summer off, I would say enjoy it. That's like another thing. (laughs) There was one job that was like gonna start like a week after school. I'd have to move to Chicago. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to do that. Like that's not my a job. Like I feel like I I see myself succeeding in. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna join the summer for a little bit. And there's so many, like all the people I talked to were like, oh my gosh, like I wish I did that. Like I wish I took, a, you know, a few months for myself before I, I started a job because now I've been working five years, like nonstop since. So I think too, just like enjoy your summer while you can. Like I start work tomorrow and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sad. Like I enjoyed like the month and a half, like doing nothing. Um, so I would just say like, remember, like just take your time, like get experience in any way you can. But it's also like the advertising industry is so open to anything. Like You know, Mm -hmm. like when I was like applying for jobs, like a month after graduation, like no one was concerned that I didn't get any experience after then. Like, you know, they just wanted, you know, to be honest and and open about why they didn't even care that I didn't have a job, but I was just like transparent. I was like, yeah, I, I turned down some offers that I didn't really think were the right fit. So I think it's just realizing you're on your own path and being okay with that and trying not to let others kind of like, impact you in that way you know what I mean I think we all kind of compare ourselves to others and I would say too like advertising doesn't have to be agency life so I like always knew that I kind of wanted a big agency um, and just to go the agency route in general because that was just kind of where I wanted to be but like there's so many cool opportunities in advertising that aren't in agencies and I feel like in all our examples like in class like we're used to like big name agencies and wanting to be like oh yeah I want to work there but a lot of people they don't actually want to do that so I think just like realizing you can make your own path and still have a super successful career that you're like super proud of
0: great I think I think that's great self-confidence is huge definitely uh, you know knowing that mm-hmm. you're on your own path that that's awesome
1: yes mm-hmm. <laughs> great well thank you so much for meeting with us today Maya um we wish you luck on your new job and turns out amazing. And thank you. Have a great
2: rest of your day then. Yeah. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Enjoy New York City. (laughs) Thank you. And I will say too, if anyone needs anything that listens to this podcast, please reach out. Like I said, I'm so excited to help because we've all been in the position. Um, Like I said, I haven't started my job yet, so I can't give you too much insight on account stuff or, or anything, but still figuring out moving to New York. But if anyone needs anything, like definitely reach out.
0: We'll link your information in the bio.
2: Perfect. (laughs) And we can also link
1: your Instagram on our Instagram page if that works for you as well. Yep. Okay, perfect. 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 Thank you, guys. If you like what you heard, check out our parent company's Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod for more info on our guests and more content. That's at Breaking and Entering Pod.
0: Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time in the Juvenile Podcast.